La Nina makes its presence felt in South America. We've seen heavy showers and thunderstorms leading to higher river levels and more flooding. Explaining weather science to those with additional learning needs. These are videos all based around books and the idea is to make them much more accessible to children with language and communication needs. And the Spanish visitors taking long breaks in British wetlands. When they get dry conditions, they can move en masse. And that really is what we've seen. It's Friday the 29th of April and you're listening to Weathersnap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir and this is Weathersnap, the insider's guide to the week's weather headlines. For the past couple of months, heavy rain in parts of Brazil has caused landslides and severe flooding, resulting in significant loss of life. In neighbouring Argentina, the northeastern province has been hit by torrential rains throughout April. Flooding has left cattle fields underwater and inundated roadways. This just months after wildfires ripped through the region, damaging important wetlands. While this part of the world always experiences a rainy season at this time of the year, recent extreme flooding in the Amazonia Basin has been described as a 1 in 5 to 20 year event. A key factor has been the weather phenomenon known as La Nina, as Paul Hutchin from the Met Office Global Guidance Unit explains. When we have an El Nino set up in the Pacific, what we tend to find across northern parts of South America in the Amazon Basin, we tend to find that it's drier than average, and uh, in, in those El Nino years, that's when we tend to see more in the way of wildfires and even some drought conditions in part of the Amazonian basin. However, we are in a La Nina setup at the moment and have been for the past six months, and that's resulted in much higher than average rainfall across the Amazonian basin and other parts of northern South America. And that's why we've seen more frequent heavy showers and thunderstorms over a wider area for a longer period of time that's uh, leading to higher river levels and more flooding than you'd usually see in the wet season across that part of the world. The La Nina setup does change the wind structure across the northern parts of South America and, uh, and that in turn sort of contributes to the enhanced rainfall that they see to the east of the Andes. Paul Hutchin. On the opposite side of the world, prolonged and extreme heat is affecting India and Pakistan, with temperatures forecast to peak at 50 degrees Celsius in the northwest over the next few days. The cap of hot air is also trapping air pollution, with the added risk of smoke caused by wildfires. Many in the region will be eagerly looking forward to the onset of the monsoon, which typically starts to reduce temperatures in early June. The Met Office has recently linked up with a pioneering charity providing learning support for children. Stories with Symbols creates video for children with additional speech, language and communication needs and recently visited the Met Office to film a series of videos explaining weather and climate. To tell us more, here's Alex Rowe. I'm Alex Rowe, co-founder of Stories with Symbols. Stories with Symbols is a tiny charity that makes video resources for children with additional needs. These are videos all based around books and the idea is to make them much more accessible to children with language and communication needs. We do that by exploring the book together, by extracting some of the vocabulary from the book and by then exploring that. Weather forecast maps 
use symbols to tell us about the weather. Sunny with clear skies. I have first-hand experience of being a parent to a child with autism. My son found it very difficult to access books. We tried then filming ourselves reading to a camera and showing him those videos. And I think because he was particularly motivated by watching videos, he really was hooked in. Rainy. The more drops on the symbol, the heavier the rain will be. These videos are designed primarily for children with language and communication needs, but actually we're finding that children, even without additional needs whatsoever, are really taken by them. They're great for autism, um, they are great for children learning English as an additional language. Our videos are being used in early year settings, in schools, both primary and secondary and special schools, and they've been taken up by the NHS as well in certain areas of the country. They are all free to access, it's a really important point to us. They're all uploaded to YouTube, and so this is a resource that's free to access. Our series on weather and climate is actually going to create five videos for our audience of young children. I think weather itself and climate is a really appealing topic in general. It's all around us, we see it every day. Um, this is something that the children watching our videos will see on the weather forecast in the morning as they're getting ready for school. It's stuff that's spoken about. It's one of the most common topics of conversation in the country. Last one, snowy. I love the snow. So first, we're looking at the weather around us, forecasts on video, on the internet, on apps. Then we're exploring the water cycle itself, uh, which is a core curriculum topic, looking at a bit about seasons, then world climate, and then finally climate change. And we've been talking to one of your experts here at the Met Office who has done a fantastic job of taking what's a very complex topic and simplifying it, but not too much. So not patronising our audience, but simplifying just to the right amount. Alex Rowe. And you can find the first of the Stories with Symbols weather videos at their YouTube channel or by visiting the website storieswithsymbols.com. Well, as the bank holiday weekend starts to spin up, what can we expect weather-wise? Here with the details, Alex Deacon. The bank holiday weekend weather looks a little more mixed compared to recent days, but there'll still be some fine weather to be had. The high pressure that's dominated all this week, bringing a lot of dry weather, will finally push away to the south. But it will still be in place on Saturday to bring England and Wales a largely fine day with sunny spells. For Scotland and Northern Ireland, however, we'll start to see a change with weather fronts bringing cloud and some outbreaks of rain slowly pushing south. And as a result, it'll be a cooler day here, 12 or 13. But for England and Wales, a warmer fear with 16, 17 after what will be a cold start, maybe even with some pockets of frost. Sunday will then be a cloudier day for England and Wales with a weak weather front nearby bringing some outbreaks of mostly light rain. Scotland and Northern Ireland may well brighten up after a bit of a grey start with some sunny spells and a few afternoon showers. 
The devil will be in the detail for bank holiday on Monday. The winds are fairly light, so there's not much to shift the weather patterns around. There will be a few scattered showers, it looks like, for bank holiday Monday, but equally there will be some good spells of sunshine. But it doesn't look like it's going to be a particularly warm bank holiday Monday. One more thing to note, if you're a bit fed up of the weather on this planet at the moment, then look to the skies, to the southeast early in the morning on Saturday and Sunday before sunrise, and you could spot some other planets. Four of our closest planetary neighbours may well be visible. Jupiter and Venus in particular will be brightest on Saturday and Sunday morning, but also to the right of them you might just catch Mars and even Saturn if you've got some binoculars. It does depend on clear skies, so the best chance will probably be on Saturday morning across England and Wales. Sounds like a stellar lineup. Thanks, Alex. While South America is currently seeing heavy rain, here in Europe, a winter drought across Spain and Portugal has left many regions with significant water shortages. Drought conditions in Iberia impacted crops and in turn wildlife. This has led some species to head north in search of wetter habitats, as climate correspondent Graham Madge explains. Well, Claire, this is quite an exciting story. Over the winter, we've had a very large influx into the UK of a bird called the glossy ibis. Now, we do get a few of these each year, but what we've seen this year is we've seen large numbers of these birds moving out from southern Spain, and they've been forced up into the UK, where they benefited from a very mild winter. And the expectation is that there is potential for these birds to start nesting in the UK, which would be indeed a first time that that has happened. Do these birds normally migrate northwards around this time? Glossy ibises like large areas of wetland and when they get dry conditions, they can move en masse. And that really is what we've seen in the autumn and over winter, we've seen quite large numbers of these birds in southern and central England. But the expectation is that because the conditions here are really optimal for them, we've got background global warming, which means that our conditions here are becoming warmer. Our winters are becoming warmer. And obviously, if we've got the, the suitable areas for them, then there's no reason at all why they can't nest. The RSPB a couple of years ago produced a paper showing that there is potential for these birds. And I can't say for sure that they'll nest this year, but it certainly seems the best chance that they've had so far. And if we go back, say, 40, 50, 60 years, the sighting of a glossy ibis would be, I presume, quite rare. I've been a bird watcher for many years. I've seen a few of these birds around and about, but certainly I've not seen as many as I have recently. They're always a thrill to see, but they will be following potentially in the footsteps of birds like the little egret, which colonised the UK back in the late 90s. And now that little white heron is a very familiar bird to many people visiting wetlands and rivers across the UK. Graham Madge, climate correspondent, thank you very much. Well, just before we go, here's Martin Bowles with last week's highs and lows. Here are the UK weather extremes for the week starting Monday the 18th of April and ending on Sunday the 24th of April. The highest officially recorded temperature of the week was 19.9 degrees Celsius at Port Maddock in Gwynedd, North Wales on Thursday. The coldest spot 
was minus 4.3 degrees at Braemar in Aberdeenshire, northeast Scotland, early on Saturday morning. The largest daily rainfall was 11.2 millimetres at Port Glenone in County Antrim, Northern Ireland, on Tuesday. In general, the UK experienced a rather dry spell. Between Thursday and Saturday, none of our weather stations recorded anything higher than 0.8 millimetres. By way of contrast, there was a lot of sunshine around. The highest daily amount was 13.9 hours, recorded on the Isle of Tyree off the west coast of Scotland on Saturday. Thanks, Martin. That's it for Weathersnap. I'm Claire Nazir. Editor is Adrian Holloway. Thanks for listening. Weathersnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office. For the latest weather conditions where you are, download the Met Office weather app.